right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Ryan Blaney of Team Penske. This is actually the fifth time I've done the 12 questions with Ryan Blaney already. It doesn't seem like he's been around that long, but we've done one every year now since 2014. So I was happy to have him back on the podcast once again. Unfortunately, as you know, Ryan Blaney was eliminated from the playoffs last week, but his season continues as do these interviews. So let's see how he answered this year's version of the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Ryan Blaney. And Ryan, the first question is, how often do you have dreams about racing? That depends. You know, I, I dream about races that never happen sometimes that you don't really understand what's going on. Um, I've dreamt about bad races before, kind of reliving wrecks or something. I guess you could call those nightmares. Um, so, yeah, that was really the only two times I've, you know, dreamt about racing. If it's just a random occurrence of something that's never happened before and I can't really make any sense of it or the the, the wrecks, um, there's a few bad ones that you sometimes dream about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you get in someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? I think it does. Yeah, I definitely think it does, um, especially if it was unintentional. Um, I think you should apologize for sure if it was your fault um, and you hope that other person understands. Um, now, if it was intentional, I don't think you go apologize. You know, you did it <laughs> intentionally. You're not going to go be sorry for it. So if it's an accident and I, I screw up and I get loose under somebody and spin them out or we'll spin out, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to find him as soon as I can or call him and, and say that was you know obviously my fault. But, um, yeah, um, different answers for, for intentional or unintentional stuff. Okay, fair enough. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Um, something that's really, really cool to me is when parents tell me that their kids look up to me. That's, um, that's a, a super cool, super cool compliment, um, you know, because – and then they get talking about, you know, how their kids are huge fans of me and they love racing. They want to be just like you on and off the track. I'm like, man, it's pretty cool. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if I met you guys before, but this this kid wants to be like me and he doesn't really even, even know me. He just knows me around the racetrack and from racing and the social stuff that's out there. And that's, that's really, really cool and, and makes me feel good because that's part of the reason why we do it. You know, you, you want to be a, as good of a role model as you can. And uh, I remember I was a kid who loved racing and was running around the garage and and wanted to be like this driver or that driver just because I liked what they did. Um, so to kind of have the roles now, me being in that spot, that uh, makes me feel really good when parents tell me that or, or kids come up to me and, and are wearing my shirt and are super happy to see me because that just shows uh, that they're big fans and they and they uh, they look up to me, which uh, it's like a big brother moment, I guess. But yeah. uh, I think that's a, the best compliment I can be paid. That's really, really cool. Okay, so NASCAR comes to you and they're like, Ryan, we're bringing this huge celebrity to the track. We'd love for you to host them, bring them around a little bit. Who's a celebrity you'd be really excited to host? Uh, I'll do a male and female version. Okay. Um, I'm a big, big, big Ryan Reynolds fan. Uh-huh. I think he's an awesome actor, and I'd love to have him. Um, did you say who, who would we – what's the person or what would we do? Who just who would just you who like would be? to okay. be able to take around? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, uh-huh. uh, the guy and the girl. Man, that's tough. I have a lot of celebrity crushes. <laughs> um, 
I'm a big Daisy Ridley fan. Do you know who she is? Yeah. Well, you she met her at the. Ray. Yeah. You, she didn't know who you were right? yeah, at the no, Lakers she had game, no right? Idea. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that can be a, a second second meeting. She probably doesn't remember the Lakers thing, but I always will. But yeah, those those would be my <laughs> two. Yeah. 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 Just next time, be like, and by the way, I'm a NASCAR driver. Just come on out. Yeah. Yeah. Invite her out. Yeah. Right. Um, in an effort to show this is a health-conscious sport, NASCAR decides to offer the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month. Would you mm. do it? Is it only? It's only one race that one race the first pit stall. Yep. Oh, one month of vegan. I don't know. That's a hard one, actually. That's a that's a good one. Um, my sister's vegan, and really? I don't know how she does it. And uh, which one? The little one, Aaron. Uh huh. And uh, she's in college and. Being in college and being a vegan, that's tough. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. And I've seen what she has to eat, and it's not it's <laughs> not pleasant. But um, I don't know. I feel like I can only do the vegan thing for, like, two weeks. I, lo- I like meat too much and um, eat way too much of that stuff. So I-, I don't know if I could do the vegan thing. Not that I would try, but I just don't think I would succeed. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, now it's time for the random race challenge. So I picked a random race from your career, and you have to tell me where you finished in this race. Okay. So um, try to make this somewhat hard. I don't know if it's hard enough mm-hmm. or too hard or easy. I don't know. This is the Kentucky Truck Race from 2014. Do you remember uh, this race at all? Yes, I do. Uh, I ran third. Uh, Kyle won the race, and Bubba ran second. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow, that's, that is, that's impressive That right took there. a second for me to think about, but, yeah, I remember that race. Yeah. That's we, amazing. We had a shot, shot to win, and uh, last restart didn't work out. But yeah, I remember that. I used to are love, you that was at, the old Kentucky. Are you good at remembering race in general? Is that one just happened to stick I'm, out? Or? I'm pretty good at remembering races when people bring up uh, the like what race it was, what year. I can usually remember that. But if I'm standing here, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, this race in 2015, so and so. But if you bring up a race, I, I can usually think back and remember it. Wow. But I don't just think about races all the time. Yeah. But when it gets brought up in discussion, I can usually think back on it. Wow. So That was impressive right there. Thanks. <laughs> um, who is the best rapper alive? I don't really listen to rap music. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Eminem's a good rapper. Um, I've liked, I guess, there's, there's only a few rappers I listen to. Um, but, like, you know, Eminem, you know... Uh, notorious big Tupac fan as a kid. Listen to Tupac. Um, Kendrick Lamar is really good. Yeah, uh, I saw Jay Cole in concert a couple years back when he came out with that album, and he was really, really good. Post Malone's good. I saw him in concert in Charlotte like a month ago, and I got to hang out with him for a little bit. Super nice guy, and um, likes you all about kind of music. The, uh, the Post Malone eye the tattoos tattoo? under your eyes. You know that might be an off season thing. Yeah, for me. <laughs> And then laser them off, but uh, I think I don't really have a favorite one. But like that group is what the what I've listened to the most, I guess. Okay. Who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one because I've heard you, I've seen you ask that question before, and I've had like, who would I punch? Or who? It's not really even who would you punch. It's just who has the most punchable face. Yeah. That's almost like calling someone ugly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's certain people that sometimes I look at them after a race and I'm like, God, I want to kick your ass. And, um, and it's really nothing against them. It's just how they race me and if they fence me or something, but punchable face, I don't, there's one I could say, but I, I don't know if I say it like, 
I don't know. I have a lot of people said like Kyle Busch. Yeah, he yeah. he and Brad kind of get the most okay. of the answers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess those guys have just punchable faces. I don't really know what a punchable face is, but I could say those two um, would be a top. I'm just going to go with what everyone else says. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team for one race as part of a big publicity push they're doing. They're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks to the track. You have mm-hmm. to pick one to be your spotter, one to be your crew chief, and one to be your motorhome driver. So who do you pick between okay. Taylor, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Crew chief, spotter, and driver. Motorhome driver. Um, I think Tom Hanks is... Man, that's tough. I would like to hear Tom Hanks' voice on the radio all the time, so I would I would do the spotter thing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron should be the crew chief because of his work ethic. And Taylor can be the bus driver because... Who won't want to be in a bus with Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Yeah. uh, So I think there's multiple people involved in this. There's uh, myself. So when we're walking out to intros and you kind of figure out where your car is staged, look around for support of John's. Ian, my PR guy, is good at uh, looking for some bathrooms. And my interior guy is always really good. So there's it's a group effort. Like if if none of if neither of us see one walking out, I'll ask um, Kyle, my interior guy, and he'll usually have a good spot for me to go. Um, Is that because he doesn't want to have to clean up if you can't find the bathroom? Yeah, well, I'll never do that to him. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I'll I'll rupture uh, I'll rupture inside (laughs) before I before I do that to him. But um, no, he's always just on the lookout because you know all those guys are on the grid for a while, so they have to scout out all the bathrooms and yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's a group effort, teamwork. Okay. Teamwork and everything nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, NASCAR decides it misses the highlight reel value brought by the Carl Edwards backflips, and they want a replacement. How much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? Um, not much. I, I just have to practice it. You know, if, if I'm going out there, if I'm going out there green, I don't know if I could do it. You know, I mean, that's hard. It's hard enough to do a backflip on a trampoline. I can do plenty of stuff on trampolines, but off a car, that's that's tough. If I could get like five shots at it, like off a a car door into like a foam pit first, uh-huh. then I'd, I'd do it for nothing. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, just for the good of the sport. Yeah, for good of the sport. That's <laughs> what we're in this for. Okay. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. I just did a double interview with McDowell and David Reagan, and their joint combined question for you is. Um, why don't you uh, ever go sprint car racing? McDowell thinks he knows the answer, so he wants to see if he's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, really the reason why I I didn't grow up sprint car racing, number one, was I grew up in North Carolina. And by the time I was old enough to drive, my dad was already racing NASCAR, and there's just really no dirt tracks around. It's asphalt late model stuff. And, you know, legend cars and quarter midgets, but that was kind of the main deal in North Carolina and, and where we were. Um but why I don't do it now is uh, I'm really not allowed. Um, it's it's not uh, encouraged for me to go do it. Um, I'll tell you a story of it was 2012. I just signed with Penske, and we were at the Texas. Then it was nationwide race, and uh, I was I was doing that one in 22 car, and my dad in 20 like 11, 12, 13 were, was building his own sprint cars and going to test them and racing them. Okay. So I'd help him build them a little bit, and. I go run some laps in them to go test them. And one night I was testing them the week before Texas, and uh, I actually just found out more about this story like a couple weeks ago. 
uh, it actually connected some dots. Um, but we got done with practice at Texas, and Tim Sindrick, the president of Penske, comes in, and we're talking about the car. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just starting at Penske. And uh, he's like, walks out, and he turns around. And he's like, oh, by the way, no more driving sprint cars. Oh. I was like, oh, man, okay. I was like, how did he know that I was testing sprint cars? That's baffling to me. And so I was telling my dad this story like weeks ago. And he was like, yeah, because you scared the shit out of me driving this sprint car. And I thought you were going to wreck. And I told him to tell you that you can't drive sprint cars anymore. <laughs> like, no man, you threw me under the bus. I can't believe him. <laughs> yeah. I wow. just I found that out. So much for trust and, and dad. But, uh, yeah, that, that's really why I don't do it. I'm just not really. I'd love to do it. You know, it's, it's what my dad does full time right now. It's what my family grew up on pretty much, and I love going to the races and learning about those cars and um, absolutely love that side of racing, but uh, it's just not something that um, I can go do really right now. Maybe when I'm, I'm done with this deal, I, I'd like to go do it just mm-hmm. because uh, it was a family thing, but uh, not right now. So Tim Sindrick had to do your dad's dirty work, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Dad, dad just should have come to me and told me, he, but uh, no, he... he uh, he didn't want to be that guy. He wanted to use a middleman to tell yeah. me that. Yeah. <laughs> Using Tim Sindrick as a middleman, that's that's pretty rough. But Wow. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't know who the next interview is going to be with. So, you can either give me a general question for the next driver, or I can try to double back with you when I know who it's going to be specifically. Yeah. Uh, just get back with me whenever you know. I want to ask a hard-hitting question. Okay. So. Sounds good. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. All right, everybody, so there you have it. Fun interview with Ryan Blaney, and appreciate him taking the time to do that. Also, his question uh, for the next driver turned out to be for Chris Busher, and he told me that he wanted to ask Chris Busher about the infamous or famous uh, fog-shortened Pocono win that Chris Busher had. Wanted to hear more about that and how it all went down, what he was thinking at the time, and whether uh, he knew he'd won when the fog rolled in or what the situation was. So I will ask Chris Busher that question next week on the 12 Questions. I know it's crazy to think about, but it's almost a time of year already where people are considering doing their holiday shopping. And I know some of you go to Amazon.com for that. And of course, it's easy to do that. I don't blame you. So if you do use Amazon, uh, please consider using my link, which is jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. What happens is you type that into your web browser, and then it takes you straight to the Amazon homepage. Um, No cost to you. doesn't add anything to your purchase, but it gives me a credit commission type thing for all the purchases made there. And then um, I get a monthly reward basically from Amazon and Sarah and I have been using that to buy household items like diapers for our new baby who just came into the world a couple weeks ago. So if you would consider using the Amazon link when you're doing your shopping this holiday season or anytime, that would be much appreciated. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be a how I got here version and that's going to be with Daniel Norwood who is the head of the Sirius XM NASCAR channel he makes the programming decisions for the channel so uh, if you're wondering about who is the host for what show and why that falls under Daniel's purview Um, so we will talk about how he got into that interesting job and then Sunday after the Martinsville race I will do one more virtual podcast with Jordan Bianchi Uh, where he's in Minnesota and I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, We will break down everything that happened at Martinsville. Then I will be back on the road after that, uh, returning 
to Texas Motor Speedway, where I will grab a media member. Um, and that will also be a week where the 12 Questions with Chris Busher comes out. Anyway, thank you so much, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.